Hey there, Empowered Moneymakers. This is your host, April Keating, bringing you information on entrepreneurial and employment resources available to the military community. In this episode, I talk with Diana Jaquith of Wise Advise and Assist Team. When Diana and Wise co-founder and fellow military spouse, Laura Early met, they found synergy in their complementary skills and ended up starting their business while co-working in a Panera Bread Cafe. We discuss the ins and outs of being in business with a partner and how good conflict is helpful. I have personally utilized the services at WISE and I offer a glimpse into how that has benefited me as a business owner and can benefit you as well. Diana identifies several resources that have helped her build and grow WISE including the Georgia SBDC Grow Smart Program, Patriot Boot Camp, and business leadership guru, Patrick Lincioni. We also talk about how WISE Advise and Assist Team is a great resource for skilled military spouses who are looking to make some money as an independent contractor without having to go all in as a business owner. Let's learn from Diana. All right, so today I'm talking with Diana Jackwith. Is that how you say your name, Diana? I've never like actually <laughs> yes, tried to pronounce it. It's very close to Jackwith. It's not quite as French as you were making it sound. So it's just plain old Jackwith. <laughs> well, I was trying, I was trying to go all fancy with it, you know, yes. like Arge. <laughs> all right, so Diana, if you would, could you tell us a little about a little bit about yourself and um, how you started your business and got to where you are today? Sure. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Diana Jaquith. I am the executive director of Wise Advice and Assisting. And um, I started it with Laura early. Um, we started Wise. Actually, we, we say it started in a Panera. Um, we're hoping to get some stock in Panera from that. Uh, but we, we were chatting. We're both military spouses. And we were chatting about our careers and um, how being a, a military spouse can sometimes hinder us from what we're what we're trying to do and so we just really uh, knew that we needed flexible work and that our skills could really be benefit business owners and um, laura and i skills we had complementary skills and we started thinking well what about our other friends and other people we knew had even more complementary skills what if we got kind of got together and created an organization that could um provide an awesome uh, opportunity for military spouses to have work, but also really benefit small business owners. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, I mean, it's interesting that your business is a partnership. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you decided to set that up? Because I know for me, I would be a bit hesitant entering into a partnership, especially with somebody that maybe I don't know very well. I mean, I, I know you knew Laura, but what does that look like? Yeah, business partnerships, um, I kind of consider them as marriages. Uh, you want to get to know somebody before you start into a business partnership. Uh, you know, with I think with any type of partnership, uh, you have to have the hard discussions ahead of time, right? What is what's going to happen if things don't go well. Um, I know it's hard to think about that when you're like really excited about an idea or you, you have this person that you think is an ideal partner, but you've got to have those discussion 
Um, and also I'm a firm believer that um, if you don't do business on paper, you're not doing business. So making sure that you have a really clearly defined, um, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. This is the percentage you get. This is the percentage I get. Um, and then also, um, Laura and I have invested a lot in in coaching, uh, both individually and together, um, so that we really have uh, are prepared to talk to each other about hard conversations. Just before this, uh, we had our strategic meeting um, that we have once a week, and we de- we dove into some tough stuff. And we learning how to do conflict well uh, is the, really a key for um, business partnerships for sure. Yeah, and I think um, you know I picked up on something, and and you know I knowing the both of you. Um, you know, I know you better than I knew know Laura, but I know you've talked uh, several times before about how you are, you have complementary skills, meaning, you know, what Laura is strong at is not necessarily the same things that you're strong at. So um, I think that's really important to, to call out um, because I know, at least for myself and and other friends um, that I have in business, we have a tendency to gravitate towards people who are similar to us, but that can be detrimental in a business yes. relationship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think that that has been one of the keys. I mean, I know that there's a lot of bit like if you listen to um, any real, you know bunch of stories about businesses that have grown, you hear a lot that that um, business partnerships have failed, right? And a lot of times you're right. You're attracted to people who are similar. Um, but I think the key is finding somebody in, you, like I said, just in marriage, right? You don't, you don't necessarily want somebody who's exactly like you. Um, that can create conflict. You want to find people who have strengths in other areas. So that's absolutely true. Okay. So um, I, I have to chuckle because you, you know, you're like, you want Panera to buy stock in your company. You know what? I, th- I think that's really like a vision, yes. vision board goal right there. Yeah. <laughs> is to put that put that up there and and have that happen. Um and I know from where I sit, I've watched um Wise grow. So I think I met you guys the two of you like th- 3 years ago maybe mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that at um at a actually it was funny because what we found out what we had in common all three of our husbands were stationed at Fort Benning, but we met at a conference in Nashville. <laughs> yep. Who knew you had to get, go that far away to meet each other. So Yeah. Um, so in that period of time, I've watched you build this business. It's phenomenal. And um, so if you could tell us maybe a little bit more about what WISE does. Yeah. So um, the way that I describe WISE is we're a growth agency. So what that what that means is we work with business owners to kind of craft a life that they want. So I mean, as you know, being a business owner can be draining when everything's on your plate, right? You have to do financials, you have to do marketing, you have to do operations, you have to do emails, um, you and then, you know, actually what you're doing, um, whether that's fulfillment, um, you know, anything that you're doing, it really all falls on you when you're first starting out. Um, but as you grow, you bring other people on and they may have one or two of the skill sets, but they may not have everything that you need. And as you bring on employees, it may not be the right time. So what we've done is we created a model where you work with um, one project manager and then you have a team of experienced um, you know, subject matter experts. So if you need somebody to do a little bit of marketing and you need somebody to do a little bit of finance, you need somebody to sort your email, you need somebody 
to help you craft copy that sells. Um, if you need some website work, you have a resource for all of that. You don't have to go in individually hire six or seven freelancers or six and six or seven employees. You kind of have that one-stop shop. So that's really um, the benefit of you know a business owner working with Wise. Yeah, and um, as a business owner who has utilized the services of Wise, what I love is that Wise charges by the hour. And there's no minimum number of hours um, that I have to be contracted to. So as a small business owner, if I know that I need just some help with an administrative task, I can go to WISE and tell them what I need. You know, I can talk to Diana or one of one of the project managers there, and they will set me up with someone who will help me out. And then they just invoice me for the amount of hours that person um, did the work for at the end of the month. It's really, it's really awesome. So I'm talking about it from a business owner's perspective, hiring wise to help me. But we're going to talk here in a little bit about how as a military spouse who might be looking for a way to make some money, wise is a great resource for me. But first, I'd kind of like to take a step back because I want to, I want to ask you, because, you know, this podcast is about resources for the military community to help you either start and grow a business or to help you build an employment portfolio. So if you could, could you maybe like look back over the period of time that you built wise and tell me about some resources that you've utilized to help you? Absolutely. Um, there's a, when I get I get asked this a lot, and um, there's really three main resources that I can kind of attribute uh, a lot of uh, our growth growth to essentially. Um, and so I'll kind of talk through the to, through each the each of them, and then you can tell me if you have any questions about particular ones, so we can dive in there. But uh, the first sure. is the SBA, the Small Business Administration. Um, I know that sounds uh, like a cliche, but um, I did a class in Georgia that was called Grow Smart. Um, it is it was a 10-week class on Fridays, and basically it walked through every aspect of business. Um, I've been a business owner before starting Wise, so it wasn't necessarily new, but the scale of the team was different. Um, I had a had a very small team in my other businesses, but this is this time we were really looking to um, you know, employ as many military spouses as we possibly could. So the growth um, matrix is a little bit more here. So I really wanted to dive into that. They have Grow Smart, which um, is in Georgia. I don't know if I know that they have classes basically at everyone, um, and I know they're different. Some of them have Start Smart, which is if, if for like a little bit more of a beginner. Uh, but that was such a great resource. Um, it was, um, I believe, at the time, a couple hundred dollars, uh, but incredibly valuable information. And also the the contacts and connections that I made there, I still in touch with today, um, almost four years later. Uh, so really, really good contact there. Another resource that I really benefited from that Laura and I both went to was Patriot Boot Camp. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it is a program put on uh, by Techstars. Uh, basically, you um, head out to uh, a certain location. The one we went uh, to was San Antonio. It was amazing. Um, and I think the thing that makes it really special is not only is it a free event, um, you just have to get there, but you you get mentorship and you have people looking in your business who are 
five, 10 years ahead of you, sometimes 25 years ahead of you. You can talk to somebody who's an expert on marketing. You can talk to somebody who's an expert on growth or funding, all these different things in one place, which is amazing. And then the third resource that uh, I've really uh, grown to love um, and something I didn't know anything about when I first started business was Patrick Lencioni. Are you familiar with Patrick Lencioni? No, I don't think so. Okay. So let me tell you. So he's amazing. Um, he uh, is the uh, founder of The Table Group. It is a organizational health consulting firm, and he has written several books on basically leadership and organizational health. And in his books, we basically pull things from and we've modeled our entire business off of that because I think organizational health is what makes the difference in how we've been able to grow. We want people to come here and and love it and be a part of the organization. When we talk about organizational health, you're like, what what does that really mean? It just means that there's there's good conflict, like I just said before with talking with with Laura. Like there's trust, there's commitment, there's accountability, there's detail-oriented results. So there's a couple of theories. There's his books, The Advantage, The Ideal Team Player that have kind of crafted our kind of basis of how we built our business. Awesome. Oh my gosh, that's some great stuff. And one of the things I just kind of want to point out here um, is I'm going to put together some like bulleted show, show notes so that um, after you listen to the, the episode here, you can actually go to the website and there'll be a link to these resources. So stepping back over these three, uh, you started mm-hmm. with SBA. And um, I know that that is a resource that the SBA has offices all yeah. across the country. So pretty much anywhere you are stationed, there should be an SBA office mm-hmm. close to you. So the SBA actually has different offerings. I believe probably what the entity that you went through for the class is probably the SBDC. Yes. Yes. Small Business Development Center. Yes. So that is an SBA resource. And they also offer WBCs, which are business women's business centers, also all across the country. And then they do have a couple other offerings, one being SCORE, mm-hmm. and then another one being the, the Veterans Business Outreach Centers, the VBOCs. So SBA actually offers all these different resources. They're slightly different, but similar in that most of them offer mentorship and coaching for free. And the classes are usually, you know, you mentioned this one was around $200, which really, if you think about a 10-week class that's going to be instrumental in helping you grow your business to the next level and, you know, reach that next financial milestone, $200 is a small investment to make. Absolutely. So that's awesome. That's something that you can look up, um, you know, find that SBA office in your area, see what's available for classes and coaching and mentorship. So the next thing you mentioned was Patriot Bootcamp. Um, I do hear about that particular resource here, there, and everywhere. (laughs) And and, And anytime I've heard about it, it's is such a positive take on it. So if you could, now I know Patriot Boot Camp is something that is available exclusively to the military community. So um, I really would like to lean in a little bit more here and learn about how you found out about Patriot Boot Camp, why you decided to take advantage of it, 
um, what the process of um, going through Patriot Bootcamp looked like. And maybe, and I know you said it was, you know, you mentioned the networks and the contacts you made and things like that, but maybe what specifically helped move you forward after going through that Patriot Bootcamp? Absolutely. So I heard about Patriot Bootcamp, I believe it was on Facebook and I joined their mailing list, well, their email list and was just following along with it uh, and was just like exactly what you said. I heard positive stories. Um, I attended a few other military focused events and people kept talking about how great it was. Um, And so we applied. So it is an application process where you have to put in information. It was a basically a two and a half day event and they, they fed us, they taught us, uh, they poured into us with the mentor session. So you basically signed up for your mentor sessions ahead of time, which I loved because then you could come prepared with the questions you had for that particular person, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, So I could do research of like, hey, what have they done? Okay, what were the challenges that you had? We, for example, we talked with someone who had started an incredible, basically VC fund, venture capital fund for veteran businesses. And I wanted to learn more about like, how do they get accelerated growth for their, the people that were in their cohorts, for example. Then there was another one who had worked at Facebook as a channel manager. So we talked in depth as kind of less about our business, but more about, you know, digital marketing. How can we serve our clients better? Some insights there. So it was such a diverse information pool um, on the mentor side. Also, uh, the there are sessions as well where you can attend and listen um, on a variety of topics and like a lot of stories because I feel like that's really the strength, right? Hearing people's ups and downs of mm-hmm. everything that went wrong with like, I think people talk a lot about the glory of entrepreneurship and very rarely about the, the stinky moments, right? The moments that really go, oof, um, and so that's what I loved about that event. They talked about the failures, they talked about the success, and then they talked about the failure again and how that's the, a constant cycle of what you do in business and what we face and what our clients face as well. So it was really, I was able to really apply that um, to what we were doing. Um, the connections of the people there, it's really fairly small. Uh, generally, they only have 50 or so companies there. So when you go to big conferences, you're like, oh, I can't get to meet everyone well you actually can and they do intros which I thought was really neat like in the beginning you talk about what you're doing who you are it's just a really cool opportunity to network with 50 like-minded individuals okay wow it sounds awesome I'm sold (laughs) yeah So um, you mentioned that there's an application process now do you have to be a business of a certain size or a certain type they did have some requirements a few years ago. I don't know the, if those had changed, but generally, yes, you, you had to be a little bit further than just the idea phase. Um, you had to be you know, in business, but it didn't necessarily need to be that long. But I do know that they do different, like they, they do two a year. And so those have different requirements as well. So I'm definitely looking to see if that's a, a fit for you. Also, the other thing is they had at ours, they had a pitch competition, which I think is really interesting because a lot of people go out and they do kind of the pitch circuit where you're pitching your business, trying to get mentorship, like you can win mentorship or money and things like that. This is a great way to get some practice with that and potentially, you know, win, you know, because you're in front of a bunch of people who can give you really valuable feedback. So um, they had about eight people pitch their businesses and it was really interesting to watch and, and, and learn from. Yeah. That kind of gives me the highs, the whole pitch thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, what a great way to be able to polish that in front of other business owners who are gonna gonna give you that honest um, feedback. Sounds like 
you know, a great resource. Um, again, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. And then the third thing you mentioned was, I'm going to get his last name wrong, but Patrick Marcioni? Lincioni. It's an L. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's, it's Italian. Um, okay. Yes. He has a podcast called um, At the Table. Oh, okay. So we will definitely link to him in the show notes as well. You speak very highly of him. So uh, I, de- I know I definitely want to check him out more, find out more about him. So moving on a little bit from this, I want to talk to you about how uniquely with WISE, you and Laura both are military spouse entrepreneurs who have utilized resources to grow your business. You're also a resource for other military spouse entrepreneurs to use, not only as a business owner who may be looking for someone to help them out, but I think probably also for a military spouse that might be like, you know, I really want to be able to do something and make some money, but I just don't know if I'm cut out to be a business owner myself. Is that is that someone that, you know, that might have a, a great skill set that they can offer to others, but they're just really hesitant about breaking out on their own? Is that someone that would be a good fit to apply at WISE or kind of what mm-hmm. do you look for for the team members that you have there? Business ownership, like you're talking about, is hard, and it's really hard when you have to do it alone. Um, yes, you can get a good community together, but one of the reasons that we wanted to start Wise was to create a place where people could come together and say, "Hey, I don't necessarily want to go find clients. I just really want to do the thing that I love, whether that was on the finance front, whether that was you know general administration, whether that was web development, whatever their skill set was." They just wanted to do what they loved. They didn't want to have to go and find people to do it for. They didn't necessarily want the headache of invoicing, the headache of following up, a lot of that side of business. So um, that's, you know, absolutely, that's a right person to apply for us. You know, we use, you know, get, not to go back to Patrick Lynchioni, but we use his ideal team player, which is we look for people who are humble hungry and smart. So somebody who really is good at what they do, but they're not proud. Somebody who wants to work, like really truly wants to work. They're just not doing it because they have to, right? And then also somebody who really understands people and can read people because our team is 100% remote, as well as our clients. Like we are not in office with our clients and we're not in office with our other team members. So having people who are smart and can read other people and understand what's going on with them is incredibly important for the work we do as well. And I would imagine probably people who um, can hold themselves accountable, you know, when you're a 100% virtual team, And a lot of people, as we record this, we're going through the um, coronavirus quarantines. And so there are a lot of people learning how to work from Mm -hmm. home who have never done that before. And I think very quickly finding it may not be as easy as they once thought it was. So being able to work remotely and and hold yourself accountable, I'm sure is probably also a a strong skill set you need. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if I were a military spouse that was interested in seeing like, does my skill set match something that WISE needs? Maybe I want to try applying for WISE. How would someone go about doing that? 
On our webpage, we have a section called careers, and um, that's a great way to kind of read about some of our team members, read about our current open positions. We are um, currently, as of right now, wrapping up a, a recruiting season, but we have a wait list that's always available to add to, and then also where you submit your resume, and if it's uh, a right fit for something we're looking for, we will definitely reach out to you. We, we normally recruit twice a year, we do like February to April, and then we do we uh, recruit again in the fall. So that's definitely like our busier time for where we bring people on. Throughout the rest of the year, we fill our team up with the client work um, between them. But they they can jump over to our website wiseadviseteam.com backslash careers, and or just go to our homepage and there's a, a section that says careers that you can get more info on. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great opportunity for military spouses. I mean, not only am I thinking about, you know, people who are just looking to to offer their skill set to others just to make a little bit of money, but I could also see it as a way for a military spouse that is stationed somewhere that is having difficulty finding employment, you know, which is the other part of what we talk about on the Empowered podcast, but maybe having trouble finding suitable employment. So I could see this as a way to fill their portfolio and and build their network while they're in those locations that are a little more challenging to find jobs too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's part of why we we started this, right? We want people to have long-term careers. We don't want it just to be an in-between. We want people to be able to grow, to figure out where are the areas that they really excel in, what gets them excited, what makes them excited to work. If they know that and they can continue to grow there and serve small businesses that way, that's where we're going to lean in on them and help them kind of create this flexible long-term career with us. That's so needed. And then just one final kind of question about that is what does it look like for someone who works for wise do that are they are they working like 40 hours a week are they eight to five what, what you know what does that kind of look like yeah that's a great question so it really depends on the role we have kind of a, a couple of different categories within our team we have people who are subject matter experts which are people who are pretty skilled in a particular trade we have project managers and we have general administ- you know administrators um, and then we have senior level virtual assistants essentially and with that each of those kind of have different sets of requirements for also experience wise but also time commitment wise. So our project managers do have to be available during business hours because they are the ones who are communicating mostly with the clients and having the conversations. But you can, I mean, we have people on our team who work over 40 hours a week. I mean, we don't stop you. Um, Most of the work that we do is hourly or on a project basis. So it's kind of up to you as how much you want to work. We have team members who work as few as 10 hours a week who do this as kind of an extra. They love it. They want to continue to grow their career, but maybe they're in a season of transition. Maybe they're moving. Maybe they're in a place where they don't have quite as much help or flexibility that is we have that that flexible um, environment and maybe i kind of lied a little bit because i said i only had one question but that (laughs) i came up with another um another question came to mind when you're talking about that so you mentioned your like your project managers have to be available during business hours and as military spouses we know sometimes we get sent oconus so you know we are in a different country in a completely different time zone that does not match up to like united states So for your project managers, how does that affect them as far as like being 
can they still be a project manager if they're stationed Oconos? Yep. So we have project managers in both Japan and Germany right now. The way that it works is we generally will match with somebody who's closer to their time zone. So for example, Germany, we're going to try to put you more with an East Coast time person. And sometimes they'll work later into the night to just match those hours and get those times in. But yeah, I mean, it can be done. It does require a bit of sacrifice on the project manager's front, but it is doable. And that's what we've kind of proven over the years. Awesome. Sounds like, sounds like you're super busy, Diana. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, we're, you know, we get, we get a lot done that's, and that's, and that's our purpose and our goal. And, you know, and, and all of those military spouses making money being wise, what do you call them? Partners or? Uh, we call them team members. Team members, to being yeah. wise team members. Yeah. So I just, I love, 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 love what you and Laura have built. So I'm so honored to have you on to talk about wise. So just kind of to start wrapping this up, um, based upon your experience, so we only talked about wise, but you did mention that you've had other businesses mm -hmm. as well. So you have a lot of entrepreneurial experience. Mm -hmm. Can you offer some top tips for other military spouse entrepreneurs who are looking for ways to start or grow their own business. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this um, the other day because someone someone asked me this. I was mentoring a high schooler, and she she just was she was just asking me some questions, and I think the first thing to do is start. Okay. I know that that sounds ridiculous, but I think a lot of times people get caught up in like the perfect idea or the perfect plan, or this has to be this way get started. Like that's the number one tip I always have. But then with that, take what you learn and you pivot, right? So like, don't just because you had a plan in place to begin with, you had a great business plan. Let's say you had it and then something changes, the market changes like, oh, you know, like people right now are going through a pandemic. You got to pivot your business. You got to adjust. Okay. You had a breakout room that you owned. Let's make breakout boxes that you can ship to people and have them do with their family. Like, let's pivot what you're doing and make it happen on a different scale during this period of time. And then the third thing is to keep going. It's literally start, pivot, repeat, start, pivot, repeat. Um, it's really what I just tell because there's so, there's so much and it doesn't get easier. You just get better. It's kind of how I, I've always said, it's like, it's not like these things, the problems don't get smaller. You just get smarter at solving them. You're a better, better puzzle solver, but you've got to at least start. Yeah. That's, that's huge. It really is. Um, and, and I know that I've talked to a lot of people who get stuck with, I, I have to find the perfect business name, or I have to have my website built first, or I have to have my logo done first. But I call myself a, not an accidental entrepreneur, but an unlikely entrepreneur, because when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. And I don't think I had any of those things in place before I started, but I just started. So you got to, you got to start somewhere, you know, you just got to draw that mm -hmm. line in the sand and start, start going. So I really appreciate your time today, Diana. Um, you did mention, um, your website earlier, but if you could just kind of reiterate how the listeners can connect with you and find out more about WISE and what you do. Yeah. Um, so to connect with me, the best way to reach out to me personally, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Diana Jakewith. And then if you want to follow what WISE is doing, feel free to check out our website or us on pretty much any social platform at WISE Advice Team. We'll be there and you can kind of hear what's happening with us. But I look forward to connecting with any of you who's interested. 
All right. Thank you so much for your time, Diana. And we'll, thank you. We'll, um, I'm sure, run across each other down the road again. Yeah. Thanks again. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining me today on the Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, April Keating, and I hope you found some valuable tips, tools, resources, and inspiration in today's talk with Diana. If you liked what you heard, please pay it forward and share with your friends. And if you want to support the Empowered Podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again, and I look forward to chatting with you again in a couple of weeks.